Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glickson with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And I'm, I, I didn't do any prep with Matt for this because I wanted to let him know right off the top that we are going to be tooting our horns about LSU and the Tigers' offense rolling. Yes, they did. They <laughs> I, did. I yes. believe my statement last time we talked was, Oklahoma tends to struggle early defensively, and if that happens again, LSU could roll. And they struggled again. It and <laughs> it Joe, Bur- yes. Joe Burrow threw seven first half touchdown passes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it certainly didn't bother me. I mean, I, I'm not a, I'm not an LSU fan, but you know, I do not like Oklahoma. So for that week, I was. Um, I mean, I'm not. I don't dislike LSU. Uh, you know, kind of find myself neutral with them. Um, I don't like Oklahoma, so I I enjoyed every minute of that. Um, you know, every time I looked up, they were scoring more touchdowns. It seemed like. Yeah, Joe Burrow uh, going into this season was a fifth to seventh round grade. I, I believe mean, from Mel Kiper. I don't think he was even really on the radar. I mean, it it, it is it is amazing what he's you know the one year transcendence I guess basically because. You know, last year he was he was thought of like most LSU quarterbacks in that. Well, if he's if he's decent, they could probably win, and and uh, but he might not be decent. He might stink, and and that might cost him the game. Um, and and you know, boy, this year he has just become uh, you know unstoppable. It seems like. Yeah. So the Tigers won in the first game. And the Tigers won in the second game. That they did. That they did. It was a much uh, much closer contest and a uh, a fun one. You know, really really felt like one of those games that you want with a you know a championship type feel where every possession in the second half it feels like it's hanging in the balance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was very impressed by both teams. Yeah. Um, I, I think that the. I think that the start Ohio State got out to. Was the most surprising part of this because I thought that the moment might be too big for them, whereas Clemson has done this over and over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they came out, got up two quick scores, and then Clemson yeah. fought their way back. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the key stretch of the game was was you know in the second quarter because you know, I mean, first off, it looked like Ohio State was going to go up seventeen nothing. They scored a touchdown when they were up ten nothing. They had a touchdown which was correctly overturned. They had to kick a field goal. Then they, you know, they got it back the next time, and they and Dobbins breaks a big run where he he just barely gets tackled. They end up settling for a field goal there too. So instead of you know maybe twenty four nothing, it's it's uh, you know sixteen nothing, which still is a good lead, but it's not the the overpowering lead. And then you know the big swing of the game was the targeting call. Uh, which, you know, under the letter of the law, I believe, was the right call. Um, but, I mean, if without that call, it's 16 nothing, and Clemson is punting from midfield, and instead they go down and score, and they get it back, they score again before the half, and, and it sets up that second half where it's just, you know, back and forth, and it felt like, you know, like I said, every possession could decide the game. Yeah, it was something else, and now we get LSU-Clemson, which should be fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I mean, uh, you know, obviously LSU goes in as the favorite, 
because not only are they the number one team they, and they look so good in the semifinal, but it's, it's, you know, played close to their backyard, obviously in new Orleans. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, Clemson is, they haven't lost in two years. Um, and, and, you know, so that's, that's notable. Uh, and, and they found a way to win a game that was tough. Uh, they haven't had very many of those this year. I mean, they, the North Carolina game was really the only one that they had to work hard to win. Um, and that one, they were never down in the second half. I mean, this one, they, they were down multiple scores in the first half. They were down in the fourth quarter, three minutes to go, needed a drive to, to win the game and put it together. And, you know, they, they answered that question about themselves. Yeah. Unfortunately, we are still almost two weeks away from that game happening. Yeah, yeah, you know, a product of the, uh, the the semifinals being moved uh, off New Year's Eve and to the Saturday is that, you know, when, when they were scheduled for the 31st, you couldn't play the title game on the 6th. That's, you know, five-day turnaround. And then they moved the semifinals to Saturday, which is the 28th, and you're left with, you know, 15 days between. So you got you got a while. It's a, it's a little Super Bowl-esque feel. Um, in that, you know, you play these semifinal games and then you get to kind of uh, wait a little bit before things really get kicked up for that championship matchup. Yeah. One of the interim games, though, was the Sun Bowl. Matt. Yes, it was. How was the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl for you? Well, it was fun. I mean, it was a fun trip, and, uh, you know, my, my dad and I had a good time. I, you know, I got to... Uh, I got to listen to a lot of his uh, music choices that I don't normally listen to, i.e. the Grateful Dead and that type of thing. So that was fun. I was uh, expecting the, more Taylor Swift, but interesting. Well, we, we there was a couple Taylor Swift songs that played, but yeah, you know, he got the Sirius XM and the, the Grateful Dead channel. He just kept going back to off and on and off and on. And, uh, you know, he, he moves around on the radio dial, let's say that, um, you know, but but uh, it was it was fun. You know, we had a good time and the, and the atmosphere was cool. Um, you know, a, a fun game um, really had the feel even beforehand of a game that like feels like you're going to a bowl game in the 1980s. Um, you know, you order your parking pass by calling the Sun Bowl office and they leave it at the Starbucks down the street for you. It's like it's, it doesn't feel like the modern times, which in some ways was kind of fun. Um, well, you know, it is you, you the kind of, second oldest bowl game, which it, I, it, it which I heard – a, lot. Know, a dozen bet. times. <laughs> I, I could believe that on TV. Yes. Um, now the game itself was not a thing of beauty. Um, you know, I mean, the, the atmosphere was fun. The trip was fun, uh, and it was fun seeing ASU win a bowl game um, first time for me because I went to the Cactus Bowl uh, three years ago or four four seasons ago, and they got beat in that one. Um, so that, you know, it was I'm fun unfamiliar to, to with see the them Cactus win a bowl. bowl. Is it the Copper Bowl? Or, yeah, well, or is it, it the used to be the Copper Bowl. Or is it, it the used Buffalo to be the Wild Copper. Now bowl? it's the Cheese. It used to be the Inside. It used to be Inside.com. It used, you know, used to be Buffalo Wild Wings. You know, you gotta, you gotta keep up with. I think at that point it was the Motel Six Cactus Bowl, if I remember right. Um, so yeah, you know that one was, that one was a tough one. Um, now again, bowl games. You know, it's not like they they make or break your season. But hey, it was fun to see them win a bowl game. Um, but boy, was it ugly! I mean, it was it was ugly football by both sides. Uh, you know, there was there was uh, two offensive touchdowns scored in the game, but really the the only offensive highlight was James Blackman's touchdown pass to, to Mary and Terry. That was a great throw and a great run after catch. Yeah. Other than that, 
boy, that game set offensive but, football back. To, <laughs> it was, to, it to was put rough. some of this into perspective, the MVP of the Sun Bowl completed less than 50% of his passes for less than 200 yards. Yeah, that, uh, was, that reminds me of when Brock Osweiler got the Territorial Cup MVP in 2010, and it was almost like, well, we don't really have anybody obvious to give it to, so let's give it to the quarterback. Uh, I, I and, was know, banging the, the drum for Zendejas, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, four four field goals, yeah, you know, and, and uh, Michael Turk was good, too. I mean, he had some good punts, and it was... Uh, you know, it was a special teams and defense type of game, and, and defensively, you know, you, you, boy, you love what you what you saw defensively. I mean, six, four, turnovers. six turnovers. Yeah, yeah. You know, got pass rush, which is something that we didn't get a lot of this year. Uh, that was great. Now, as I texted you at some point in the third quarter, how much of that was due to just playing a really bad offense that was not only not good most of the year, but missing a chunk of its good talent. Um, you know, two starting tackles. I believe they're starting running back. Obviously, declared for the draft, just like ours did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was it was a skeleton crew from Florida State. I mean that that was that was guys wearing Florida State uniforms, but it didn't really feel like Florida State football. Um, and so, I don't know how much blame slash credit to you know how much blame goes to the Florida State offense for just being really bad versus our defense being pretty good. But I'll take it. You know, um, it was a nice way to end the year. You know, bottom line is we we had more points on the board at the end, even though there was no offensive touchdowns. You know, they count the same whether you get them on offense or defense. Well, let's talk a little bit about the in-game action. Daniels had two almost touchdown passes. One was to Jordan Porter that got called back due to a penalty, which was a beautifully thrown ball. I mean, it just was. drop it that was. in. And then yeah. to Frank Darby, which was ruled a touchdown on the field, overturned yeah. on replay. A hard luck overturn. He's That ball's six inches away from being perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was one of those throws that, you know, and I, I sent you this during the game, that it, you know, it looked like he had overthrown it by five yards. And then somehow he caught up to it, and I thought, oh, it's a touchdown. Then they showed the replay on the board, and it looked like his foot was out of bounds. But they only showed one replay on the board, and then it went to Sun Bowl commercials. And so, I, you know, I didn't really get much of a chance because it was in the opposite end of where we were. We were closer to the other end where the first touchdown, the one to Porter that, you know, got called back by penalty, uh, had a better look at that one. The, the one for Darby was in the other corner. I couldn't really see it very well, you know, in person. Yeah, he – had the foot in bounds when his hands touched the ball, but yeah. the ball spins in his hands. Like the angle of the ball turns as okay. he's taking his next step, and by the time it settles, he's out of bounds. Yeah, and it was well, and that that matched up with how the referee described it too, because he said, you know, did not did not establish possession when the foot was in bounds. Uh, so, and you had sent me that text right before he announced that. So I thought, well. Okay, you know, I guess it makes sense. Obviously, what you saw was what they saw, too. But an interesting game, some some takeaways that I think are worth discussing here. Mm-hmm. We're going to miss Kyle Williams when he's gone because he, he just yeah. does all of the dirty work, little yeah, things. Yeah, well, and we got, a, we got a preview in the second half. He got hurt in the first half, and, and you know, unfortunately, that's the end of his career. You know, he goes out with an, with an injury. Um, and yeah, I agree. I mean, he, he stepped in at running back when, 
you know, AJ Carter had some nice runs, but boy, had had some fumble problems and, yeah. and drops, and you know, he's he's got work to do if he's going to be a more featured player on this team. Well, and I think it's telling that Demetrius Flowers, who was yeah. redshirting and I assume still will, because this was his first action of the season, right. had right. eleven carries and out touched Carter. So and in the and, and in the fourth quarter, I think he was the only running back to touch the ball. I did feel. I mean, I don't know if Carter was in the game. I can't remember, but it, I don't remember him getting a carry in the fourth quarter when we were trying to protect the lead. And there was a lot of just trust in Jaden Daniels, which is not surprising, but nice to see on sure. a different scale sure. with different opponents that he's still there. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, he had some nice moments. He had a couple of throws that. Uh, you know, I thought he missed, um, but, you know, uh, the, the key for me with him, and, and we're not going to know the answer to this for quite a while, but, you know, he's gotten a lot of love this year, and but he's, he's not perfect, and and so the key is, you know, how does he, how, what is his offseason? Is his offseason, you know, one of those, you know, cliche, but hopefully true, like, boy, he just keeps grinding, he keeps wanting to get better. Or is his offseason a lot of, you know, well, I'm, I'm pretty good. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm the focal point here, and I don't really need to get a whole lot better. He, he needs to get better. I mean, he's good. I love what he's been so far. But, you know, there's there's got to be improvement, too, if he's going to reach his ceiling. Yeah, what you want is a upward trajectory that is bolstered by the addition of Zach Hill, by the addition yes. of... At yes. least two, if not three or four, really talented receivers to join mm-hmm. Darby, Porter, Pearsall. Pearsall, Curly, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I agree. I mean, there's there's, there's a lot to be excited about. It, you know, again, I know it sounds cliche, but you want to – what you want is next September when when the broadcasters are on, and you know, I want to hear stories about, you know, boy, he just, he, you know, he just worked, worked, worked in the offseason. He wasn't satisfied. I want that to be true. It, you know, I don't. I don't want it to be just you know lip service. I want it to be true that you know, boy, this guy he just you know he just wants to keep getting better. And his freshman year was good, but he wasn't content with it because he shouldn't be. It was it was a good year, but you know if he's going to be what we expect, and the team is going to be what what's expected of it, he's got to keep getting better. And and you know the the onus is going to be more on him next year. And we saw a preview of it. No Eno Benjamin, no Brandon Ayuk, and and the offensive results were ugly. Now that's not on him solely by any means, um, but you know he, he, you saw how important those two guys were. We went from an offense that was pretty darn good in the second half of the year, especially to rough. You know, in that game, that was that was a rough looking offense. Yeah. Um, defensively, the the triumphant return of Merlin Robertson. Yes, yes, agreed. Eight tackles, uh, look, a, a one and solid. a half sacks, two forced yeah. fumbles, a fumble recovery. Yep, and, yep, got some pass rush. Uh, you know, that, that first fumble that Blackman had, that was him getting a pressure. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he looked good. Uh, I, I, was, uh, I was impressed, and it was nice to see number eight, you know, make it plays at the center of plays. We didn't see that a lot this year. He just was kind of there, but you didn't really notice him a lot. Mm-hmm. And Jermaine Lole, I hope that he's fine. I didn't see a report. Uh, he had to exit the game late with an injury, I saw. Yeah, yeah. Boy, we had a lot of injuries on defense. I mean, Chase Lucas went out, didn't come back. Jack Jones went out in the second half, didn't come back. 
That's why uh, Willie Hart was in the game trip. for that pick right, six. Right, right. Uh, you know, when he made the play there, um, Lole, you know, went out and, and came back, but then I think went out again at the end. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was you know, Kyle Williams on offense went out, didn't come back. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was, it was a rough day health-wise when you're already down a few guys. Um, you know, Cabral got hurt, he played, but he, you know, he came in with a, apparently an ankle injury that he had in practice. So, uh, yeah, it, you know, a lot of key guys either didn't play, got hurt and left the game, but somehow we still found a way to win. Now, again, you know, no Florida State fan is going to be feeling too bad for the fact that we have some key guys out because their, you know, their list of guys who didn't play reads like, a, you know, a, a, a list of, you know, five-star recruits, basically. They had a lot of big-name guys that didn't play. Some were hurt most of the year. Some didn't play in that game. Some got hurt before it for various reasons, but man, I, I read that athletic back and forth with their beat writer and he's listed off all the guys who aren't playing. I'm like, wow, this is, this is pretty much your entire starting lineup. It seems like, yeah. uh, for his final game as a sun devil, I believe Kalen curse Thomas avoided ejection boy, and wound and up having some big did. hits. <laughs> yes, he did. I mean, he had some big plays in the game, but I don't know how that got over. That sure looked like textbook targeting to me. They showed a couple replays of that one, and I was stunned when they came back and said, there's no targeting on the play. So was Brad Nessler. <laughs> was he? Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, obviously I haven't watched the broadcast or anything yet. I, I recorded it, so I'll go back and watch parts of it. But, yeah, that was surprising. Um, I mean, that looked like, in real time and on replay, that looked like targeting. Um, so, yeah, but it was fortunate that he didn't because, yeah, he made some plays. He, uh, you know, he had a... He had a nice game. Uh, we had a kick block, which, boy, I can't remember the last time we blocked a field goal. That's the, I mean, you know, not that you block field goals that often, but that, that was like, whoa, what, what is this? Um, you well, know. and on one of the early punts, Darby did get a finger on it. He, yeah, you know. yeah. They put some pressure on there. Yeah, I mean, you know, this was one of those games that two out of three phases were pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. You know, special teams was pretty solid. Uh, defense was was really good. You know, gave up that one big play that put us behind. Uh, but boy, the offense was rough. Now again, I'm not too alarmed. You you know, you're down your offensive coordinator by choice. You're down your lead running back, who you know was not only your lead running back, but basically your you're running only back. running back. Yeah, I mean, we didn't we didn't have multiple backs. You're down your lead receiver, who you know was was far and away the the top weapon. I mean, 60%, they said, of the receiving yardage was gone. Yeah, yeah, you know, and gosh, of the rushing yards. I mean, if you take away Daniels, who's not a – I mean, Eno had to have probably 90-plus percent of the rushing yards by running backs this year, I would think. Maybe maybe better than 90. Yeah. So, I mean, you you lost a good chunk, and it's hard to remake your team in three weeks. And that's basically what we were – asked to do was you know uh well let's let's try to you know patch together an offense without you know the running back we depended on the top receiver we depended on oh and we don't have our offense coordinator and two other assistants because they were got let go you know it, it's there's going to be some ugliness and there, it was it was ugly yeah so but it's a win you know bottom line uh Eight five is better than seven and six. That's where we finished last year. Um, so it's a it's a slight step forward, very slight. And uh, we go into twenty twenty. I agree with Doug Haller one hundred percent. It's time to you know push the pedal down. No more slight steps forward. 
it's time to contend. Yeah. And as we discussed, I think via text, uh, everybody else is looking for a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, everybody else yeah. is rebuilding. We should be in great shape. And that actually leads to something that you texted me earlier today, which is there's another potential running back coming with an announcement tomorrow from Daniel Nada, as well as an announcement from wide receiver Elijah Badger, both, I believe, of Compton High School and both potential ASU targets. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be – obviously, we saw that the running back position – not very deep beyond Eno Benjamin. And so that's the position that you look at. And, and obviously we, we got the kid from Ohio, try train him or however it's pronounced. Yeah. Um, you know, he's already in the fold for next year, but yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice to get this other kid too. Um, because that is a position that we are in need, uh, very clearly, you know, we didn't get much production out of the running back position at all yesterday. And it was eye opening how bad it was. So, yeah, I mean, you know, and you know, like, okay, Herm has brought in this this guy and that's, you know, well, we want to score more points, and I love that. But deep down at his core, Herm is always going to be a let's run the ball type of guy. It's just what he is. He's a defensive coach. And so, if we, you know, if we're going to maintain that character, we got to have better production from the running backs than what we got in that game. Yeah. Yeah, Jaden Daniels was the leading rusher. He also yeah, is responsible for that. the two-point conversion. Right, right. And you can't, you know, I mean, it, he, he's just, boy, both of those quarterbacks yesterday, those had to be the two most rail-thin starting quarterbacks in the nation, it seems like. The, the, you know, they, they both look like they could be, you know, pushed over with a feather. Uh, and, and you just don't want, I mean, I know Daniel's running is a threat. I, I don't want to take it away from him. But I sure don't want to depend on, you know, well, in order for us to run the ball, he's got to run it 15, 20 times a game. That is a recipe for disaster. Well, and the thing that was terrifying for me yesterday was we didn't have another quarterback. We had Ethan Long. Not really. But we we haven't used him as a quarterback. (laughs) No, we had Ethan Long and and the walk-on kid from Marana. You know, that was it. Yeah. Now, Florida State had the same thing. They had had Blackman and Jordan Travis and a walk-on. And that was it. I mean, that that was, uh, you know, it was definitely eye-opening for both watching pregame warm-ups and thinking, uh, this is, you know, neither one of these teams has five quarterbacks taking reps. Yeah. It was, uh, it was interesting to say. It was. It was. I mean, it was, uh, it was an ugly one. It really was. You know, there's no other way to say it, but, uh, you know, better to win an ugly one than lose one. And... That's that. Uh, I mean, that, that really is all that can be said. Um, but, you know, a good year overall, certainly finished on a positive note. Um, you know, it, it was 5-5 five and five in a four-game losing streak, and we finished with a, you know, a win over a top-10 team and the eventual conference champ, a win over Arizona, and a bowl game win. So not too bad. Uh, and now you just, you know, you hope that that kind of stuff can give you some momentum going into next year. Yeah, whether it does, who knows? Uh, that that could be a lot of BS, but you know that's what people always say, and it sounds good when it's proven true. So hopefully, you know, next uh, October, November, we're talking about boy, the seeds were planted with that three game winning streak to end the year. Yeah, and we'll be in spring ball in six weeks. Soon. So soon, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's, it's, didn't he say going to end by? Middle of March or something like that is the plan. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna so it's, it's gonna be quick. 
Spring training yeah, will is. only be half over. We might not have yeah. even started having relief pitchers throw in spring training. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a fast turnaround, but uh, you know, here we here we go, and and then we'll have a long wait after that until the season actually starts on September fifth. Mm-hmm. Which who is our opening opponent? I'm Northern Arizona. Is it NAU? Okay, okay. I knew after that we got UNLV and BYU. I couldn't remember who we actually start with. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's NAU. It's okay. our turn to play the Flagstaff team. All right. <laughs> we haven't played NAU for a while. Yeah, we were due. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, all right. Well, you know, long way to go. We got uh, eight months and four days until that opener, and we'll probably uh, discuss the expectations for the season many, many, many times between now and then. Um, but, you know, it'll, it'll be fun waiting for it, and it'll be fun getting started in September. Uh, one last thing before we go, Matt. The NFL did come out with their quarterback team. Yes, yes, uh, correct. I'd be remiss if I didn't point out how how very well ours align with theirs. Um, theirs were a little bit more older focused. Yeah. Otto Graham, Sammy Baugh joining yeah. Johnny Unitas. Um, but a lot of the same. You know, a lot of the same. Staubach yeah, was, yeah. I think, the the key one that you know that all these guys. I think I believe all these guys were on your extended list. So they were, they were, yeah. I mean, of my, I, I gave you, I think, you know, seventeen or eighteen that I considered, and yeah, Staubach was in there. I, I was a little surprised at Staubach being on there. I mean, obviously, look, you know, he's all a favor. He won Super Bowls. You know, it's one of those things that you feel like, you know, I'm not going to say, oh, he stinks. No, he, he didn't stink. I don't think he's a top 10 quarterback of all time. You know, I, I, I don't, I mean, putting him above Drew Brees to me just seems like uh, a head scratcher. Um, but you know, then they point out, and I didn't realize this, they did the voting in the off season of 2018. Why'd you have to do the voting so early? Would be my question. Yeah. Like, I mean, couldn't you have just waited? Couldn't you have waited till the hundredth season was over and then you could have filled some summer programming on NFL Network with this stuff. They love to do that. You know, do six weeks of shows in June and July where you give the top 100 team. You'll get people to pay attention then, too. Yeah. I mean, you know, because I read Peter King, you know, well, you know, the voting was done before Drew Brees had X number of yards and touchdowns. Like, well, so you did the top 100 team after 98 years. Why? Yeah. Do it after 100. Seems really unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. Hey. I mean, you know, but whatever so anyway that was the end happy new year matt we made it well yes (laughs) we made it through the 2010s uh that you know what what were gosh where were we 10 years ago you were in you were in in law law school school. still yeah i was Uh, halfway through law school i was working part-time for asu and the cardinals and uh you know yeah a lot's changed but we're we're still going we're still breaking down sports yeah well that Hopefully, will never change. I'm hoping not. Hopefully, we're sitting here, you know, around New Year's 2030, and we're still doing the same thing. Yeah, and we'll be like, well, where were we a decade ago? Well, we had just won the Sun Bowl right before we won That's right. nine <laughs> national titles in 10 years. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. I hope so. Something like that, at least. Yeah. And we finally figured out that Sun Devil Stadium was just waiting to be renamed Herm Edwards Stadium. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Herm Edwards Field. That's correct. Hopefully so. But, uh. You know, as I as I sent you the text before the game, hopefully, you know, you and I are in Pasadena next year. 
Uh, it doesn't have to be next year, but hopefully maybe sometime in the next 10, it'd be great if you and I were in Pasadena for a, for a Sun Devils uh, Rose Bowl game, not just a visit to UCLA. Yes. <laughs> uh, that would that would be nice. Uh, you know, we, we shall see. Time will tell, I guess. Yeah. Uh, when we come back with uh, our next round, there'll be some NFL talk. There'll be some yeah. college football talk. And, and maybe we'll look at what's going on with ASU basketball because it's certainly been an interesting start to the season for the Sun Devils. It has. It has. Yeah. And, uh, you know, conference season starts on Saturday. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully this year is the flip of the last two. And we'll see that this team finds its stride in conference season rather than losing it uh, because they haven't found it yet. Yeah. We'll be back to break all of that down as the 2020s unfold. Until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. Mr. Story's Taste in Music will be also debated for a while. It's, yes. <laughs> it's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. <laughs>